91.3 KBCS Roots Rock and Soul. Listening to uh, Willie T. Taylor right there with the song Chickamauga, which you can find on Knuckleball Prime. Uh, you might actually find it tonight. Uh, Willie T. Taylor is performing at the substation in uh, Seattle tonight, and uh, we are really lucky. We're really pleased. We have them right here live in the studio, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh, talk them into a couple of songs here. Willie originally comes out of uh, the San Joaquin Valley, the foothills of the Sierra Nevada, a place called Oakdale, California. It's kind of cowboy part of the world. Two railroads intersect there. Apparently it's dusty enough that it doubles as Texas in movies sometimes, like in the Woody Guthrie biopic, Bound for Glory. Willie T. Taylor cut his songwriting teeth against guys like Guy Clark and Towns Van Zant and Greg Brown. And I don't know, there's got to be a little Jim Ringer in there too, to my ears. To steal a line from a mighty fine songwriter, Willie's music is like an old baseball glove. It's like your granddaddy's knife. It's the way he captures moments and he creates characters full of life and death. His music is nostalgic. It's sentimental. But there's a toughness to it that somehow avoids the saccharin. I've name-checked a bunch of singers here already. But in my mind, when I uh, listen to Willie, I hear guys like Jim Harrison, the rough-hewn yet sensitive characters that he would create. Uh, Richard Hugo poems about river fishing and James Dickey's fence line poems. Willie T. Taylor plays at the substation tonight, sort of in between Fremont and Ballard. But you and I, we are super lucky because he's going to play right here, right now. Willie T. Taylor. Well, hello. Hello. So I'm going to start off with a song for y'all. This is off my new record that's coming out. It's called uh, The Great Western Hangover. And this song's called Fighting Man, and it was inspired by soldiers. You were crazy's child Raised in a different kind of wild When the whirlwind came you wrote it out in style took your smile and it dropped you on a crooked mile it's alright I understand nothing can be easy when you're dealt that hand nothing's ever easy for a fighting man you were the hardest one You had the hardest time And when your body broke down You kept it running on wine And you got hard to find But it is your haunted mind It's alright, I understand can be easy when you're dealt that hand Nothing's ever easy for a fighting man
you so far away Just sitting in your chair at home Just hoping that those thoughts don't come This fight's not done And you know you're not the only one It's alright, I understand Nothing can be easy when you're dealt that hand Nothing's ever easy for a fighting man Yeah, I understand Nothing can be easy when you're dealt that hand Nothing's ever easy for a fighting man gonna be on the new record there I guess I'll play another one huh this one's inspired by uh, opiate addiction and a friend of mine who is one of those unbelievable guitar players that cutting warm butter is how we called it Ended up trading all of his guitars, and I'm not sure where he's at right now, but this one's called The Devil's Taxidermy. Gotta get my fingers warmed up. I'm not used to working this early shift. Here we go. Where are you now? 
town They say you lost your way Well it's time you were reborn And held up like a newborn babe On your way back To damn that boy can play Cause it held you together Like your good old fair jeans And that rip just started slowing Made it to the seams Yes, it held you together Like your good old pair of jeans And that rip just started slowing Made it to the seams And it just busted out In a big old pile of dreams Nine one three KBCS Roots Rock and Soul. Listening to the wonderful Willie T. Taylor uh, live here in the KBCS studio. Uh, Willie is going to be performing at the uh, substation later tonight. A uh, fine little club right between Fremont and Ballard. If uh, you would like to see him uh, perform tonight, and there we were listening to Devil's Taxidermy and uh, also a Fighting Man, both of which uh, are going to be coming off of the. New album? Am I? Am I? Am I? Yeah, it should be out in hopefully a couple months. Oh man, yeah. that is the that Great is Western sweet. Hangover. I'm I am looking forward to that. Um, I'm not much of a crier. I, I was kind of born and raised in a place where you, you weren't supposed to do that. And I got to say, uh, first when when I first heard uh, Four Strings and some of those songs that came off of there, you have a way of kind of pulling emotion right up there to the surface and it sort of bumbles you know right under me as as a listener i won't speak for anybody else but uh there is a a tenderness to your songwriting that is uh really quite quite striking quite incredible where did you uh when did you start writing songs i want to kind of dive into that a minute um i guess it was when i was 18 years old i i went to a strawberry music festival in yosemite and uh, I got backstage, and then I got to sit in front, and the first show I saw was Greg Brown, and uh, I can remember every second of that entire show still to this day because it was one of those moments where I'm just like, I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to do that, whatever that is, and just, like, changed my life. And so I, I didn't even know how to play music, so I... Just went through the gauntlet, I guess, you know, and just started writing. I kind of always wrote poetry as a little kid, you know, and I like that style, and I like entertainment. I like theater and things like that, so it just seemed like a, a move to do, and you know. How, how was it finding these guys for you, you know? If we're flashing back to when you're 18. This is pre-streaming services and whatnot it, music wasn't quite as easy to get your hands on and certainly the uh, uh amount of music you know yeah, you had to work for you it you had to work for it yeah right? you had to so, go to record stores and so you know. were you going and were you finding it was greg brown in record stores you well there actually... was a in sonora california the um the man who started the strawberry festival had a record shop and it was all S- strawberry performed for everything from Amy Lou Harris to John Prine to Tim O'Brien, like just a beautiful festival, you know, one of the greatest I've ever experienced, you know. 
Yeah. And I get to play it later this year. It's in a different location now, but that's like it's, full circle. It's full circle, man. That's beautiful. It's very far out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm honored. Yeah. Do you still go back to some of those records? Uh, you know, to drink from the well, so to speak. Is there, um, is there a particular favorite Greg Brown album or? or well, song the, it was that out? live at Strawberry. The I got a cassette. Album. I got a cassette from them because <laughs> they have a radio station. You know, K Pig. Oh, well, it's you know. Yeah. Uh, mine went blank but it's a pirate radio station and so i got a recording of it and it's i wore it out oh that's true oh that's terrific i love that i'm gonna try to get another copy of it because it was beautiful one of the things i love about your songwriting willie is that uh you write a lot of characters uh it's not you know you kind of you kind of put forward these sort of uh story songs in a way uh, we were listening to Chickamauga from uh, Knuckleball, Knuckleball Prime uh, here to kick off the in-studio. Uh, is that a, sort of a natural place for you to be as a songwriter, is uh, sort of character-driven songs? Uh, you know, I, I think, think it's it, kind of unique these days. Yeah, it depends. Uh, that is of, I guess if I get to thinking on something, you know, and then the story just kind of unfolds in my head. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure how it all works. just kind of pops up. <laughs> I kind of like that. We we did have a game where we would write a song. It's still going, like from 2003. It's called the 52 Week Club, and it's a game I, me and my buddies started, and it just unfolded all these new songs every week. And what, what's the game? So the game is like, uh, oh, we were telling a story. I think the first week was Mooner, and it was about my buddy's first job at a bowling alley, and Mooner McGee was his uh, boss. And then I came up with the idea, let's first week Mooner. So then we were just dazzling each other. It was just a game we would play with each other. And so if something came up like, you know, uh, rusted spurs, I got rusted spurs. You hear an old man say that at a bar, you know, then that's rusted spurs. So we just kept, and then other people joined it and it just kept going and going. So whatever kind of, it's almost like a homework assignment, so there's a deadline every week, so it really ignited a fury, and so bands were started, and it was just a crazy time, that 2003, 2004. I've always kind of felt that uh, work begets work, you know, or, or, or creativity begets creativity, like forcing that, you know, inspiration is, is wonderful when it comes, but you can't really count on it, and I don't know that it's a true substitute for actually grinding uh as it were and this kind of seems at least to my ears sort of like that yeah i mean (laughs) and people are still doing it and it's amazing you know i haven't played it in a long time like uh but uh a lot of people are writing some great songs still so it's it's kind of we'd go started july 4th so we go to july 4th to July 4th, and then take six months off, and then go January 1st to January 1st, because your mind goes crazy after a while. Sure. Like, <laughs> I think I might have burnt mine out, and I'm just like, I don't even want to play it anymore. <laughs> I totally get it. Uh, not being a, a a visual medium, I still want to bring it up for just a moment. Uh, Willie, we're, we're talking to Willie T. Taylor, if you're just tuning in. He's going to be performing at the substation uh, later tonight, right in between Fremont and Ballard. I think it's going to be a really great show. Uh, he, Willie, you're playing a uh, four-string tenor. Uh, tell yeah. us about this. This is a beautiful instrument. And, uh, you know, four-string, what kind of pulls you toward uh, 
it's it's almost it's kind of like a parlor sized guitar and and like I said it's it's only got four strings on it. What, yeah. What a weird guitar. Yeah. Before I even played music on it, when I first I got a mandolin because it was cheap, and it wasn't a very good one, but it's what I could afford as a dishwasher. And I went to this music store and they had this giant book of the world and its instruments. It was a huge book. I've never seen it since. And uh, I'd like to get my hands on it. It's a really neat book. And I just opened a page and it said Irish guitar. And I'm like, ah, I want one of those. <laughs> That's what it said, you know. It was, and uh, then pretty soon I had a 1932 Kalamazoo Plectrum, which is like a longer scale tenor. And I was like, oh, this is it. Because I played banjo, too. I wanted something in the middle of the mandolin and the banjo. I just, I like it. And then it's just been a journey. I got 27 Martin and 29 Gibson, 30 Gibson. Like, they're, the pre-war ones are just beautiful. But they have the old Grover tuners. And to perform with them constantly, you're just like, you are so out of tune, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> But it's the sound of them are uh, yeah. Unbelievable. So this this man, uh, Tracy Cox, who he used to do the inlays for Martin, beautiful man, just found me on the internet, and he's like, oh, this dude's playing a tenor. So uh, he called me and was like, I want to build you a tenor. I'm like, I can't afford a guitar. He's like, no, man, guitar, man. I'm going to build you a tenor and send it to you. And then he explained it like, I'm going to use Ashwood. Make it look like a baseball bat because you like baseball. And he, he yeah. described the whole guitar, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, if you want to make me that, that's cool. He's like, good, I'm almost finished with it. <laughs> <laughs> and he sent it. And I it's called it. the Model T, and, and it stays in tune for that's, the most part. It if is I'm a beautiful instrument. Yeah. Now, so on uh, on, on uh, your strings record and your Knuckleball Prime record, um, you're playing a tenor then on, on both Yeah, of I songs. play. That's, that's all, all I that's play. It. Tenor, yeah. God, I love it. I love it. You make a lot of noise with it. It really sounds beautiful. They're, they're neat. I, yeah. I think it was just kind of out of laziness, too. I mean, I learned the banjo chords, and I, I love them more than the mandolin chords, so I, I put regular guitar strings on my tenor hmm. and tune it to open G like a banjo. Which is kind of not a lot of people do that move either. Yeah. If yeah. there's something weird, I'll weird way to do something, I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> so your album, uh, your last album, at any rate, uh, Knuckleball Prime, and I, I feel like there's something about uh, if if you're listening right now and you know a guy who is maybe in his 40s or 50s, give or take, uh, and grew up watching baseball, there's something almost mystical uh, to that generation of baseball watchers about the knuckleball yeah and absolutely. knuckleballers are sort of a they're, they're kind of gone you know I, I keep hoping there'll be a resurgence and you know occasionally you get a guy that sort of messes with the knuckleball a little bit yeah and then you have to find a catcher that wants to catch oh no one wants to catch a knuckleball <laughs> i wouldn't want to do that what is it for you about the knuckleballs was there that's just it's such a great metaphor it, well phil and idea. phil and joe necro um i think i heard there's maybe a grandson coming up yeah yeah that's a knuckleballer too it's <laughs> word on the street i haven't confirmed <laughs> that be. but um i just every time they got in their late 30s early 40s all these knuckleballers like all right dickie won the cy young yeah. you know yeah, and, yeah, and he's yeah. 38 years old and and when i hit 38 I, it was just a term i came up with like just entered my knuckleball prime, baby, okay. and so okay. that was the thing we we talk about when you get 
you know, around 40, you're in your knuckleball prime. Knuckleball prime. I love that. When R.A. Dickey uh, pitched uh, uh, briefly for the Mariners, and I would go to all of the games that he pitched. And, well, we lost a bunch of those games. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, when he was on, unhittable. Yeah, it's a, it's it's great. And yeah. and it's just this uh, this trickery yeah. that gets a little stronger, and, you know, and the best can't even touch it. So I'm told you're an old wiffle ball guy. What's your best wiffle ball pitch? Uh, that's called the streetcar named Desire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you describe this pitch? Yeah, it's one that goes up to heaven and comes down and just gives you hell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. one of, it's the one where you put the holes on top, and you go really over the top sideways, and then it goes straight up and bam. You can even drop it on the plate, yeah. If the wiffle ball's dancing is what we say. Because <laughs> you got to get the wiffle ball to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's fresh wax, you know, you got to play in the street for a couple of days to get it to do the real thing. Right. Yeah. My littlest does this, does sort of the pinwheel, you know, it's, it looks like a, she, she kind of does this wind up like, like she's Pete Townsend or something oh, nice. on the guitar <laughs> and she whips that wiffle ball right at you. And I, I know she's not Randy Johnson or anything, but I swear to God, it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a wiffle ball. Yeah. Terrifying. And then it comes right in. Yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. Can we hear another song? Yeah, absolutely. We're listening and talking to uh, Willie T. Taylor. He's going to be playing at the substation later tonight. He's a just gorgeous songwriter. I can't say enough. A Knuckleball Prime is his uh, last record. He's got a new one coming out. And uh, what are we going to hear? Uh, this song is called National Treasure. It's uh, It was inspired by a girl I met. Uh, my friend was getting married, and she's a farmer, and there was a girl, a lady staying on her farm. And she's like, I think you guys should meet. And so when I went up to the wedding, I knocked on the door, and she answered it, and there was a wood lathe with a half-turned bowl, a Kawasaki torn apart, you know, John Prine on the record player, weird taxidermy, Jim Harrison books laying everywhere. She's making jasmine tea, and I was like, what? Who are you? I'm in love. And she's just a traveling, you know, wherever she may be, the national treasure. You know, those people that they just have adventures and keep going. Yeah, and at the substation tonight, I'm playing with the Fellowship. And that's part of TKA and the Holy Know-Nothings. And it's Wander Lodge. It's a combined fellowship. And we played Portland last night, and it was straight up rock and roll it was really fun there was it's there's such amazing players i love it I, I just i'll jump in i love those guys so much yeah, yeah. and they are so accomplished at picking i mean just so i'm excited to hit this one again tonight because last night we were like oh we just scraped the top let's let's go deep tonight Doesn't take long for your feet to get itching And you boxing up your books You packing up your records You fill your favorite mug You kiss the farmer's dog And you take off in your 71 Chevy With the window rolled down Head dancing around Smoking mobby lights As you're driving through the night Singing John Prine Like a beaten tackle choir Not knowing where you're going You're just happy that you're going And when you get there You write a short letter 
Sealed with dirty hands and roadkill feathered Leaving a streaming about you Bonafide national treasure KBCS Roots Rock and Soul. Listening to uh, Willie T. Taylor live here in the studio here at KBCS. Uh, Willie will be performing at the substation uh, with uh, some of the guys from TK and the Holy Know Nothings uh, later tonight, right there in between uh, Fremont and Ballard. You know, there's a there's a thing on the internet where, where the, you see a picture and it's uh, you know when somebody's looking uh, sort of sort of sweet and it says find somebody that looks at you like this. I'd say, man, find somebody that writes you a song like that. <laughs> Come on now. That is terrific. That Thank is really, you. That is really great. Uh, you're heading to Oregon after this. Uh, you're going to be at Bend uh, tomorrow night. Is that yeah. right? At the, yeah. at the Silver Moon Brewing, for those of you who want a road trip. Are you playing with the guys there, too? Nope. It's going to nope. be a solo show, okay. yeah. Wow. And uh, tell us once again uh, the new record, and, and what, are we, what are we looking at? Weeks? Months? Well, it should be getting into mastering real soon, like this week, hopefully. Okay. And um, so probably maybe June, I'm hoping. It depends on what my, my management team. Nope, she shakes her head, so I don't know. <laughs> she's got to play with it a while, All I right. guess. So All she's right. got a plan. I just, I just record it. And <laughs> Leave us wanting more. That's the, way, that's the way it should be. I guess so. Willie T. Taylor. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thanks, uh, This Ian. has been a real pleasure for a, a kind of a quiet Friday afternoon here at the station. So yeah, you, you just brighten it all up. See you all at the show. 91.3 KBCS. We're going to jump to uh, Willie's Knuckleball Prime, the very best. Thanks for listening. Oh. 
all those places I just can't remember all them faces Some are good ones, some are bad ones I'd have spent my money right, I thought I had some And bought a ticket right to you And I'd be resting on your breast Sleep trying. 